um, just want to welcome our friend Guruma back. And um, I think I don't really need to make an introduction. He's been here a few times. So let me just pray for him as he, as he shares with us this morning. Lord, I thank you for um, bringing Kuruma back to us, to our, to our congregation. I just pray as he shares with us this morning that your hand would be upon him, that his words would be your words, and that uh, you would use him to bless us individually as a congregation, that you would, you would strengthen him and guide him. I pray in your name. Good morning, church. Uh, we're going to preach together this morning. You're going to be part of the preacher this morning. And I believe that God is going to lead us, is going to help us this morning. Uh, let us just pray. Father, we thank you for this special morning. And Lord, we give all the glory to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this special people. Thank you, Lord, for the package that you have for your people this morning. We give all the glory to you, Lord. And I ask that you will speak to everyone. Your newness will be felt upon everyone. Holy Spirit, I ask that you breathe upon the service this morning. That the life of the Lord Jesus will be revealed. That the mind of the Lord will be made known to each and every one. And that your people this morning will be blessed indeed. And I say thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing this morning. Thank you, Jesus, again for your blessing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your blessing unto your people. To you alone be all the glory and all the praises. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Can somebody say amen? Yes, I said we're going to preach together this morning. <laughs> uh, I'm so grateful and thankful to the Lord for this wonderful opportunity. And I thank the Lord for... Pastor Bain, we've been close friends together, and I want to tell you, he is a servant of God, and unity has not just a pastor, but a blessing. He is a blessing. He is a blessing to this congregation, and I know that the Lord has much in store for the congregation, for the church, through this vessel of his. And I believe God that with God's help, greater things awaits unity in the years ahead. For God is so good and loving to this congregation. Uh, whenever I come here, I just feel at home. I see a loving people. I see a people beloved of God. You know, sometimes we cannot 
quantify and neither do we see or understand the mystery of God's love that is so great. And we yet do not understand how deep is his love towards us. When I look at the congregation, I see a people loved of God. And I want you to preach to your neighbor this morning. Just greet your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are loved of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, Jesus loves you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't bother about me. You know, sometimes uh, I, I'm so Pentecostal-like. And uh, just permit me for this time and just, just allow Jesus to bless you. Don't look at my, 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 my charismatic jumping around. But just, just, just open up to the word and be blessed. It's the word of God. It's Jesus. In all the, the ups and downs, it's Jesus that, that matters. It's Jesus that releases the blessing. Praise God. <laughs> uh, this morning, the Lord will want to speak to us on overcoming the storms of life. Overcoming the storms of life. Help me preach to your neighbor. Say, overcoming the storms of life. You shall overcome the storms of life. That is good. <laughs> you know, we often hear of storms. And nobody loves storms. No, 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 nobody loves storms. Because they are not convenient. But they are things that as humans on this earth... We will always encounter storms in one way or the other. In one way or the other. We have storms that we can see them in, 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 in a financial aspects. Financial storms. When we, 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 we hear that there, there's going to be a, a a, a, a national crisis financially. The banks are not doing well. The economy is not doing well. Everybody's eyes is pointed into that direction. How am I going to escape from that financial storm? Because there is a storm. We are so sensitive to it. When we hear yeah, even in our marriage, husbands and wives, Children and parents. Oh, the daughter wants to get married to somebody that the parents do not agree. There is a storm. The husband wants to do something that the wife doesn't agree. There is a storm. Any division in the family, there is a storm. 
And when you consult your doctor and the doctor gives a bad report, it's a storm. Because it makes you feel very uncomfortable. Storms everywhere. Storms everywhere. Storms everywhere. I would like us to see an example of these storms as we look into God's word. We are reading from the book of Mark chapter 4 verse 35 to 41. Storms. Storms. Nobody likes storms. Nobody wants to be a part of it. Nobody wants to identify with it because they are not convenient. Mark chapter 4 from 35 to 41. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. This Jesus who was talking to the disciples. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. 34. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now, you see, what I want us to, when we look into the scripture, we see a physical aspect of a storm. A physical example of a storm. We see it in a practical light. And um, probably this might not be your experience, but it relates to what a storm is in our daily lives. You see, the first thing that I want us to look is in this example of a storm which I would want us to relate it to our daily lives. First, 
Jesus said to them, he said, let us go to the other side. Let us go to the other side. You see, most often when a storm comes in a given situation, we often say, no, this storm signifies the fact that it's not the will of God. It makes us sometimes to think that God is not in it. That God is not in this situation. God is not in this situation. God is not in this journey. God is not in this marriage. God is not in this, in this cooling, in this vision that I have. Because you've identified a storm. But Jesus told the disciples and he gave a direction. And he said, let us go to the other side. That is a direction. And it relates to our daily lives when God, after we have prayed, sometimes in a family circle, in a family gathering, the family is reasoning, what do we do in this situation? Should I go this, in this direction for my education? You are reasoning together on what, between choices in life, which direction should I face? Or you were just a, 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 a lady still looking in to go into a relationship. And you are pondering A, B, C, Mr. A, Mr. B, Mr. C, which one, oh God, which one should I get in relation with choices? Choices. What do I do? And having arrived at a decision... The family has arrived at a decision. And you are in that place of moving in that direction. God has laid it in your heart in that direction. Lady, move in this direction. Church, move in this direction. And maybe the church elders, deacons, and the, the board members, the leaders in the church, they've sat down, they're thinking, they're pondering, what next step for the church? What do we do? How do we get on? Lives is it's surrounded with different choices that we have to make. We have to make a choice. If we need to move ahead, we need to make a choice. Jesus had the choice. They could have walked on legs. They could have tricked. They could have used a horse to move to the other side. But here comes a choice. And so let's go through the sea in a boat. And it was God speaking a direction as comfort. And probably in your life, there are situations that you've been brought in confrontation with that you've got to make a choice. And God puts it in your heart, please get into this boat. That is a good choice. You've looked at it everywhere. 
looked at the horizon, everything looked so bright. But at the point of entering the boat and moving in, the Bible says, and there's some scripture, in verse number 37, it says, And there arose a great storm of, of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. Hello? Let's see something. Let's look something. They've arrived at a decision. Let's move to the other side. They have looked into the sea, and everywhere was calm. But as they entered the boat, and they began going, the Bible says, and they arose a storm. There arose a storm. There wasn't a storm before. But by reason of the decision they took, and they began going, then the storm arose. Probably, you see, these are some of the things that at times happen in our lives. I guess the disciples, but Jesus you know, Jesus was very comfortable. The Bible says he was down in the, in the pad, down in the ship, and he was sleeping on a pillow. He was very relaxed. Nothing moved Jesus. Because he knew he was on the, they, they, they were on the right path. He knew that he has given the instruction of the word, and he said, let's move to the other side. And the Bible says Jesus was sleeping. I guess he was just so relaxed and okay, it's moving, everything going to be okay. He was relaxed in the hinder part of the sheep and wasn't moved. And guess what? I want to think that the disciples would have been thinking, oh man, we made a wrong choice. We made a wrong choice. Oh, Jesus, what on earth, you, the direction have you given us? We surely made a wrong choice. Hello? Have you had situations where you've entered a boat, and in the middle of the sea, you face storms, and you begin saying, oh, I made a wrong choice. Have you had such experience? You are not alone. You are not alone. Those are circumstances in life that will always resurface and will give us a thought and say, oh boy, I made a wrong choice. I made a wrong choice. Having entered into marriage and the storms of marriage surfaces and say you are welcome and you say oh I made a wrong choice probably you've invested your money in something that you thought oh was so prosperous was going to work out well and suddenly there was a shakening and commotion in your relationship and those who you, 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 you swore to them that this is the best 
and there is commotion. You say, oh, I made a wrong choice. And you allow your life every now and then. You are sorrowing. You are regretting. You are mourning. You are weeping. You refuse to allow peace in your heart. You refuse to allow joy in your heart. You refuse to allow gladness in your heart. Because every now and then, you look and you see by the storm. And you are sorrowing and you are weeping. But I have good news for you this morning. Tell your neighbor there is good news for you this morning. Please tell him like you mean it. There is good news for you this morning. Hallelujah. Let me give us that good news. You know, do you know what Jesus did? Jesus, the Bible says, he was in the hinder part, right inside the boat, and he was relaxed. And the Bible says he was sleeping on a pillow and relaxed in the midst of the storm. Tell your neighbor, relax in the midst of the storm. Tell your neighbor like you mean it, relax in the midst of the storms. Hallelujah. want to tell us it is not the storm that defines if it is the will or is the right decision. It's not the storm. We have often looked at the storm from the negative sides that possibly is not the will of God. But this storm, I tell you, was just coming to justify that is the will of God. Some storms come to tell you, to inform you, that is the will of God. And we're going to see that in this, as we go through it. Some, some storms, some of the storms are just there to indicate that this is the will of God. Because God is in the midst of that storm, nurturing some values in your life. You see, when we read that scripture, uh, and we end in verse number 41, but in chapter 5, getting down, we see the healing of the the, the, the demon-possessed man, when Jesus told them, let's go to the other side, there was a mission that he was going to the other side to do. And imagine what could have happened if they realized midway and said, no, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back. Man, let's get back. This vision is not right. Let's get back. And I know many of us, in the midst of the storm, we've been, we've been speaking to ourselves, no, man, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back. You remember the story of the children of Israel when they, they left Egypt and they were moving? 
and you read all those, 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 the, 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 the stories of what happened. When they met Tom, they said, oh, this Moses, look at what you brought us into. Please, let's go back. I remember the cucumber, the melon, and the garlic that I used to eat in Egypt. You have brought us to come and destroy us in this desert. Let's get back because of storms. Because of storms. Because of storms. But look what would have happened should they, if they had returned, if they had looked back. When Jesus came out of the boat, when they finally arrived, he, he, when they finally arrived, the Bible says, as he stepped out, they were met, he, they were met by this demon-possessed man who had been mad and uh, was possessed with a demon and was just abandoned and was sick and nobody to render help to him. And that is when Jesus spoke to him and set this man free. And after that scenario, he turned back and returned. So you can imagine what could have happened if Jesus did not persist and said, let's go to the other side. And then a great work was done. And you look at that, that scene of this, this demon-possessed man. After the deliverance, the man was so carried. He said, let me follow you. Jesus told him, no, go and tell others how much God has had compassion and has healed you. How much the Lord has had compassion on you. The Lord has had compassion. There was a man who was there and... And nobody knew him. He was abandoned in the, in the world of the unknown. He was lost. But the devil knew that if Jesus should go there, there would be a deliverance to somebody. And might be the Lord has placed a vision in your heart. The Lord has brought you husband and wife for a purpose. The Lord has brought you as a, as a, as a child, as a, as, as, as a child in a family. You never choose the family. You just came there. And has given you wonderful parents. And sometimes you look at it, you say, oh no, the counseling is just so much a storm in my life. I can't believe it. But you are not looking at the end of the tunnel. The light that shines at the other side. And we just want to resist every, deny every, every direction because we are looking on the present storm and say no. But we are not looking at the glory that lies ahead. And because of the present storm, might be of an instruction or, or, or anything like that, we, we, we start fighting against the good things that lies ahead. And it puts us sometimes at noggerhead. And we are fighting. Children fighting against parents. Parents against children. Church in confusion. Resisting leadership. And everybody, the, the, the whole world is in chaos. Because everybody is struggling. Is fighting against storms. But we are limited in our sight. To not seeing what lies further 
than the storm. What lies beyond the storm? And we are looking just on the presence. Not every storm is to be to be to to, to, to is to be resisted. So when I say resisted, I mean to to refuse the journey. There are some journeys that in your life, if you have to go through the other sides, you must be able to fight with the storm, overcome the storm, and get into the place of glory, and get into the place of greatness. If Jesus had said, no, let's get back, then that would have been the end of that man. The Lord is speaking to us this morning to encourage us because there are some people with storms, with storms, children, looking in relationship with their parents, instructions, seeing it as a storm. This is a hatred. My dad hates me. My mom hates me. My parents hates me. My siblings hate me. Every puts a thought in your mind because the devil points to you by the storm. He doesn't show you the glory. He doesn't tell you where you are going. He doesn't tell you the good things that God has for you. That is same when the children of Israel left Egypt. The devil told them they are going to die in the wilderness. It is not going to be well with you. And what the devil does, it gives, puts your eyes but on the storm. But he doesn't put your eye on Jesus. He doesn't put your eye to see the glory of the things that lies ahead. And so it gets you stirred up and you start fighting against the path of your glory, the path of your greatness. But we have to understand that though the storms, it doesn't mean that God is the one, is the, the, the author of the storm. It doesn't mean that it is the will of God for the storm, the division. And we have to take authority against the storms. You can't live in your marriage with storms and you are so satisfied and you say it's the will of God. It's not the will of God. It's because the devil sees that in this marriage something good is about to happen. You know, the devil is not afraid of you. You are not the problem of the devil. You are not the problem of the evil one. But the purpose of God for your life. You see, the Bible says in that verse 37 that and a storm arose. Before then, there was no storm. But when the word of God came, let's go. That is when the storm realized that there is a purpose from heaven concerning these people. So I better do something or else a, a kingdom business is going to be done. And so when couples come together, the enemy knows that what is going to happen? They're going to give birth to a child. Give birth to a child. You know when the Lord Jesus was being born, what they thought was the vision of that child. They said a child will be born. And the devil said, no, 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 no. We're going to fight against it. There is, the devil never arose until 
purpose is revealed concerning you. And what he's fighting, he's fighting your purpose. And what he's fighting, he's fighting. Some people say he's fighting our marriage, he's fighting it. It's not about your marriage. You can, you can be married for life, it doesn't touch him. But what he's fighting against is God's purpose in that marriage. It's God's will for that marriage. It's God's declaration from heaven concerning that marriage. Because he knows that when couples come together, when they pray together, his kingdom will be brought and shattered, broken and shattered. He knows that when couples come together and they walk in unity, they're going to come bring forth godly children that are going to stand and do God's will, that the kingdom of God will continue to expand. So it's not about you. It's about the purpose of God. And sometimes you're raging and say, oh, God, the devil is fighting. It's not just your marriage. There is something deeper. The devil rose up and there was Tom that was fighting against the journey, the vision that God gave. Uh, 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 Jesus said, let's go to the other side. It wasn't about fighting against, against them going. He was fighting against the purpose of that journey. He was fighting against the purpose of that journey. And sometimes as children, we just get so gloomy and we get worried. Oh God, my parents don't love me. My mom doesn't love me. My sibling doesn't love me. And everything negative is painted in our inner man. And that is how we look at life. It's not about you. It's not about them. But it's the purpose of your being in that family. That the devil is fighting. And he paints, he gives a different picture. And he doesn't want you to see God's purpose. But he wants to see storms and see things that are not possible. But God wants us to rise up this day. Because the storms are not from him. They are the tools that the enemy, the devil wants to use. So as to change our direction in life. To reprogram us according to his own dictates. To give us another direction so that we miss the good things that God has. But I tell you this morning, you got to relax. Hallelujah. Just get to your boat and relax. Tell your neighbor, get to your boat and relax. Somebody needs to breathe the breath, the breath of release, relief. Tell your neighbor, give a breath of relief. Hallelujah. You know, because Jesus is in control. Let me tell us a secret. How to overcome the storms. I have more about five minutes. My time is, is rounding up. So I need to get do quicker. And I will just cut and tell us how to overcome the storms. That is why, you know, we have to speak the word. That is a secret. You don't sit in your family. You don't sit in a marriage. You don't sit within your business structure. And whatever be the vision that you, 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 you are working in, Whatever be the direction, and the storms are blowing, and sometimes you, you just shout, oh, 
Oh, who is there to help me? Oh, that is not, oh my God. Sometimes in the midst of, of challenge, in the midst of storms, we are just confused. Oh God. I, you know, you just, you just shout and express your dismay in any, no, no, no. You go back to the word. Because the word is the template of the manual of your life from your, the, the creator. For every structure, if we have this, this screen, for it to be effective and it has to function properly, we need to know what the manual says. And his manual tells us from what the manufacturer has put, has made this thing to be. And so that is why our lives should work on the template of God's word. So that we, in a time of storms, what does a storm do? Does the storm wants to take you out of that template. And what do you have to do? You have to go back to the template. And how do you go back to the template? You speak the word and it brings you back to your trajectory, to your position of focus. Now, they were going to the other side and they were on rest, restlessness, there was no peace. And Jesus spoke the word and he said, peace be still, peace be still. He spoke to the storm. Let there be peace. Peace be still. Storm cease. And it ceased. The disciples were surprised. That tells, informs us that that was not in their mind in the midst of the storm. The thoughts of many other things. They might have been thinking of many other solutions. Possibly one was to get back to where they came from. Possibly is might be how do I do I get myself prepared for any emergency? But Jesus came out with a word and he said, Peace be still. Because that is the template from heaven. There need to be stillness for them to go forth. And so he spoke that word. And many of us, just like the disciples, in the midst of the storms, we are carried kilometers away from God's word. And sometimes we're just shouting, oh, daddy, 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 oh, this is happening. This, we glaze so many complaints and we talk about it. And you look even in the national, national scene, many a times even us Christians at church, even when there is a crisis in the nation, oh, we, 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 we scream, we say every type of things, we put on protests and all that, but we forget, we've forgotten that the word is what brings the us back to alignment. 
And if we don't speak the word, it's not going to happen. I was listening sometime to one man of God. He's of late. He's a bishop. He was praying with God and God told him and said, many pastors say they have problems. I, God, I also have problems. I said, God has problems? He said, yes. He said, what happened? He said, I created the earth. And Satan came and spread his wings. And everywhere was darkness. And God said, I refuse to live in a world made by another man, another person. So I spoke the word and brought the disorder back to order. That is why you see in Genesis, the Bible says, and God said, let there be. And there was. He spoke the word. He spoke the word because he will not allow darkness, that is Satan, to govern. He said, no, that I don't, you don't allow your world to be created by another thing. Don't allow a world to live in a world that is created and defined by the storms of this life. There is a template of peace from heaven. There is a template of peace for your marriage. There is a template of peace for children and parents. There is a template of peace in your business. There is a template of peace where in whichever di direction you are facing in life. And how do you navigate into this template? Is to speak God's word. Is to speak God's word. Is to get up every day and bless your children and say you are blessed of the Lord because you are from my bosom. The Bible says the children of the righteous, they are blessed. You are speaking and you are bringing them in alignment to God's peace and God's blessing for your life and your family. You are securing them under the, the, the direction, the authority of God's word. It is time for you to speak to your business. You say, I, whatever the Bible says, I lay my hands upon is blessed. It is blessed because God says it is blessed. And that is my portion. Health comes, it health challenges, comes. You say, I am not sick, I am healed because by his stripes, I am healed. The Bible tells us in Psalms that with long life would I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God in whatever be the storms. I want to tell us the Lord has given you the template of peace. And there is nothing that you need to allow the evil one to take away that peace from you because of the storms that are fighting against God's purpose for your life. Look beyond the presence, the present storms. Look beyond the present challenges. Resist the, the storms that the enemy is putting in place because he wants to divert you. It's not over. 
Because God has not given up. You have to overcome. You have to overcome. I want us to pray this morning. Start by saying to yourself, help me preach to yourself. Lay your hands on your chest and say, I am an overcomer. Speak that to me. Say, I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. I shall overcome every storm that stands against God's will for my life. I shall not fail. I refuse anything that wants to take away my peace. I refuse anything that wants to take away my joy. I speak for peace upon my family. I speak God's peace over my family. I speak God's peace over my children. My family is blessed. I speak good health over my family. I speak financial blessing over my family. I speak God's prosperity over my family. In the name of Jesus, we shall overcome. I shall overcome. I speak God's blessing upon the, the unity. I speak God's blessing upon this congregation. We shall overcome. We shall overcome the present storms. We shall not fail. We shall not be discouraged. We shall triumph. We shall succeed. This church shall grow. This ministry shall grow. And we shall all be blessed. We shall see the blessing of God upon this ministry. And I shall be a partaker of that blessing. The elders are blessed. The leaders are blessed. Everyone in this congregation is blessed. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I ask that this day let your blessing let your blessing let your blessing let your blessing rest upon your people in the name of Jesus and I ask God that every storm that has been fighting against your purpose in their lives I command that storm to cease in the name of Jesus the storms in the family the storms in marriages I command it to cease. The storms 
that are fighting against their health i command that storm to cease in the name of jesus and i speak peace to your people i speak peace to your people I speak peace to your people. Let them begin to experience joy. Let them begin to experience your goodness. Let them begin to experience your favor. To you alone, Lord, be all the glory. Take all the praises, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you. <laughs> Just keep speaking the word.